When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Traders for Hop Up podcast. We're here today to talk to the latest banished with a very heavy heart. Myself and Brian Scaly are joined by the Kevin Martin. Kevin, how are you feeling at this hour, man? Uh, good, good, weird. Um, when you watch yourself go through that banishment process and I don't know your body kind of relives it, you're like, oh, it's really weird to watch yourself get voted out of a reality TV show, especially in the way. I kind of fell apart and it was self-inflicted. And then there's just a lot of emotions there, but overall big picture. I'm so happy. Like what a great run on this show. You know what I mean? I feel amazing. You definitely yeah. sparked a lot of energy and, and life into the show. Now I want to start from the back, which is you said in a confessional right after the banishment that this was a round table. You were going to be yeah. regretting for a long time coming. What do you regret about it? Mm. I regret, uh, basically, I could have turned down the whole volume. Like, it was such an emotionally charged day for me. I was on death's row, and I'm sorry. If I'm on death's row with Mary and Melissa, like, I'm done. I'm done. That shield was such an emotional win. And I was like, oh, my goodness. It was so big. I, I didn't take a second to regather and get back and get present again. And what I really regret is, obviously, I was just a little too forthcoming and and the th I, I shouldn't have mentioned Koozie and Leroy's name. It was just so dumb. It was so dumb. I was like, maybe we're at on the same wavelength where like, I really thought Leroy was so under the radar. He could have used a little bit of heat to avoid the murder. And then Koozie, I was actually really suspicious of as the traitor, but I should have just shut, shut my mouth. I should have single mindedly just gone after Mike. Cause that was my, one of my best reads at the moment. And, and like, that would have been instead of spraying random ammo, like a chaotic chicken. I don't know. I was just a little too scattered. So yeah, it was definitely uh self-inflicted at the end there. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, look, it was a very difficult game that you were playing and mm. didn't expect it to come down so soon. Uh, and all of the sudden, now at that round table, did you just feel things absolutely falling apart? Or once those names oh, started coming in, was that a surprise? Totally. Do you know what it was? And and I wish I I, I handled uh, my relationship with Trevon better. After the show, I, I had one apology to give post-show. I, I messaged Trevon. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I was not in my best form at the middle. None of us were. We're exhausted. We've been competing in mental warfare for multiple days. I just, I, I wish I handled that softly. As soon as I said that, I was like, Trevon, I gave him a bunch of reasons. And then finally I was like, Trevon, you just rubbed me the wrong way, man. There's something in this game where we're just never going to work together. As soon as I said that, zoom, every eyeballs turned at me. Every, the, the heat was on me. Everybody just like, it was so shocking. And, and from then I just couldn't, get going again i couldn't get going again a little behind the scenes they cut this all out melissa a was very combative at some of these round tables and none of it made the show in a shocking way so i say trevon you rubbed me the wrong way she goes well kevin you rubbed me the wrong way she <laughs> yells at me I like, and she's like you have narcissistic behavior you're in your own world and she kind of laid into me a little bit and i was like oh I like and then so it was just i was in a bad mental state during that whole last one and you know what there's like uh, man it's so weird uh, a piece of me was like contented away or whatever it's okay i i really feel like i left it an okay time um and watching it back was really really hard but you know i kind of maybe needed to get out of there in a way it was just it felt weird i had really a lot of peace with it yeah that's yeah. interesting now um we usually when we see these banishments everyone when they're about to flip their chalkboard has something to say i like you got some daggers here specifically the one i wanted to ask about was mm. may saying that she felt like the you approaching her that day was a last ditch effort what is she referring yeah, to of course may I, I tried to play with may all the time may was analytically she gathered so much information if you went to may and and was like May, who got banished on day three? What were the votes? And and she would be like, da 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 da. She had all the data in her head. She was one of the smartest people there. And every day I went to this uh, lady, and we just could never get on the same page. It didn't make sense. I'm like, May, you're a reality TV star who's a gamer. You play video games at home. Like we're nerds. Like I, like, and for some reason, we could just never get on the same page. And it was so frustrating. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just tried to play with her. Honestly, there was nothing specifically I was trying to get out of her. Uh, I, I just wanted to go and kind of like, you know, extend the hand and say, hey, May, we're in the middle portion of this game. We haven't linked up yet. I think it would be really good for us to start working together. And that that's basically all I did. And uh, but, you know, I really don't think a lot of them thought I was a traitor. I think they just took a shot to get a, a, a strong player out. And, you know, that was a lot of it. And I, my intensity started getting a little exhausting for some of them the, at the pace at which I was playing and the intensity. And so I think a lot of them saw the opportunity and credit to them. I mean, it's a great play, like, you know, getting me out in that spot is it, it can't be bad. So uh, that was most of it. Yeah, no, I definitely do see that. I mean, as soon as you're saying basically like I'm going to be voting out, like who uh, is not going to help me get like very far in this yeah. game. I think for a couple people, it's like, very right, well, am I not that person? So, yeah. uh, you know, they kind of raise a couple red flags, but uh, who maybe were those people that you weren't working with as closely? Because I know we get flagged up like an alliance yeah. with Koozie, Gurley, Leroy, even Pierce. So, uh, you know, where were yeah. your alliances? In this game? 
Yeah, I'll go through it one by one. Trayvon and I were uh, very um, against each other um, for for multiple rounds. Um, May and I tried, but nothing happened. Donna and I tried, nothing happened. Melissa A tried, nothing happened. So kind of that other um, side of the house. Mickey tried, nothing really happened. So while socially I did connect with a lot of these people, the game relationship really wasn't there, and and there were there was really two sides of the house. Me and Leroy, me and Leroy were side by side. We had a final two. We were, you know, I had I wanted options at the end of the game, but Leroy was definitely at the top of my list. Someone I wanted to ride with, and you can see in the vote, the one that really hurt me was Leroy. I couldn't even look at him. It was so painful that he voted me out, and it was I didn't really I didn't really blame him either. It was kind of my lack of communication, but that one really really hurt. So yeah, at that part of the game. Give me a second. I actually have uh, notes. I took notes. Ooh, in this thing. Let me grab the please. notes. <laughs> yeah. Because I was almost wondering. I mean, obviously, earlier in the episode, we find out that uh, you, Kuzi, and Leroy are pretty close. So then when you were throwing their names out, it was almost speculated of like, all right, does Kevin know these are safe names where they're not really going to necessarily Flip take this them. to heart? You know, and totally. it's just like, all right, let me be like raise my profile a little bit so I don't get murdered in future rounds. Totally. But they just took it. That was my relationship with Leroy. Leroy is this in- insane, uh, honest, passionate man. He's such a strong leader. And I'm this like strategical mind. And I was like, bro, together we could do damage. But I was like, dude, you just have to trust me. Anytime something gets back to you about me, like I promise you, like I'm just playing the game for our benefit. And I thought he was on that wavelength, but. um. Oh my god! Okay, let's look at these these uh, these notes. Night one here. I wrote this down. So I went I went home or in the hotel room and like just wrote notes right away. My top allies I wanted to play with seconds into the game: Kuzi, Gerline, Fierce, Erica. That makes sense, right? It, I, especially the women. I really connected with the women on this cast. May, Crystal, uh, Melissa B. I've really jived with as well. <laughs> I wrote down. Night one, the target has to be Dominic or Colin. Because <laughs> I was so worried about going home first. I was like, I was like, it has to be Dominic or Colin, and and uh kind of put that in motion and we flipped on Colin. Man, this game was so fascinating, you guys. It really was really crazy. Um, yeah. I had I had good relationships. I really did. I really did compared to my yeah. big brother Canada season five game. Um, I just wish I took that breath. Just wish I sl- slowed things down a little bit in the middle portion. I was going to ask you, and, and I feel like this is maybe my big brother brain that I've been, we've been watching it all season. Julie Chen would have asked, what's harder, traitors or big brother? Ooh, great question. If you were uh, to graph it, you could make an argument. You could make an argument that big brother is harder just for the pure endurance factor. It's way longer. The The 70 days is really an extreme marathon Mm -hmm. but this game is like the 200 meter sprint like it is non-stop two people leaving every single day and so this is how i describe my mindset at the end of big brother i was exhausted i was so exhausted but there was not a single piece of me that was going to quit at the end of the marathon just keep moving just keep moving just keep moving whereas in the middle of this game it was such a psychological thriller i started feeling almost nauseous it was like i was on a carnival ride and i'm like it's like i almost wanted to get off like stop the ride stop the ride a lot of people wanted to quit or bounce or give up on the traders a lot of people said that this is just nothing i've done before 
This is way too extreme. It was just like kind of a circus ride from hell at moments. <laughs> and you see that like <clears throat> Rick quit. He, he quit. He tapped. He, he got voted out. He just tapped. He gave up. He wanted a piece. Trevon, Mary, you can see these people actually like starting to give up. And sometimes that works to their benefit because then they like get kept around. But I would say the intensity was way higher on the traders and it was an absolutely psychological just like insane ride like some i've never done this before it was wild yeah i mean that says a lot given some of your B, uh bb can moments so definitely totally. a yeah. lot to look at yeah um now i know early on you had told kareem that you were hoping to play as a faithful you thought that you had too much sus on you already and it would have been too much now would you have welcomed being recruited at some point and getting yes. the opportunity to play uh, as a trader then? So I wanted to start the game as a faithful. And um, so that's what happens before the show. You sit down with Kareen and it's almost like a little dragon's den. You kind of like pitch yourself as a trader um, and you banter with her. And there was 20 people in the cast. They said to me after 18 begged to be the trader of the entire cast, 18 people were like, make me the trader. I'm meant to be the trader. Um, two of us. Me and Group Yar, we said, no, nah, I think we, we should be faithfuls in this game. We were the two that said that. And why, uh, if I was trying to win this game, I would be a traitor. You're, you have superpowers. If you're a traitor, you're just like, you have superpowers, really. But my goal for this game was to really play the social game, show I could connect, kind of right some of the wrongs that I had in my Big Brother career. And so I really fe felt like I didn't want extra baggage. I didn't want extra deception to start the game. And that's why I wanted to be a faithful. I was manifesting a recruitment for me at every moment. I was like, please slide that letter under my door. I was so ready to turn to the dark side, but they're smart. If I would have turned to the dark side, I would have probably voted out the traders still. Oh, hi, Koozie and Mike. Look at this little team we're on. Okay, let's target Mike. You know what I mean? Like I would have gone that route for sure. So it's it's smart that they didn't recruit me. Shout out to Koozie and Mike. They're just like turning down Kareen. Kareen comes every week and they're like, let's recruit, let's recruit. They're like, no, no, no. So I think that was really, really smart uh, by Mike specifically. Yeah, that, that, and that's what we had discussed was honestly, because a lot of people, I feel like the fans have been saying, Kevin, we need Kevin to be recruited. He's, he's the best player there to recruit. I'm like, but he's also the best player to backstab the traders that get <laughs> that recruit him. So totally. they definitely had that there. But that is fascinating because I do feel like you don't get a lot of people that'll come in and want the the faithful spot. And I feel like you came in and I'm so happy, Kevin, that you chose to be a faithful because I feel like you have illustrated and I've watched all of these franchises. You have illustrated all of these meta strategies that you would need to play a good faithful game that I feel like we don't, they don't show on the show usually. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that you put it out there. Cause I do think, and this might be a bold stand, but I do think a lot of the blueprint of what you've done will get picked up by other people in the future when they watch the I shows and get on. Dude, there's this new franchise and I felt like watching the other seasons. I'm like, what are these people doing? Like, what are they doing? And so just to go on and, my execution struggled at times. I had some bad reads, but to show a blueprint and there's like a couple different strategies you can go. But I think I did lay out really kind of a good idea of what you're supposed to do as a faithful. Um, so I really appreciate that. Puya. And, and like I've been following your guys's coverage uh, every single week. And you guys, you guys have such a great mind for this game. Why weren't you on the show with me? You guys, I could have <laughs> used I could have used you on there. I'm fucking trying to get Dominic to play the game. You, you know what I mean? Um <laughs> No, we could have done too much lot. damage. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, I had a question, and oh yes, 
There we go. So we had heard that you were, you know, obviously one of your strategies was find the trader, befriend yes. the trader, hold the trader close. And we kind of had this talk conversation the last couple of weeks where it seemed like you were on Mary being a trader, but then you were throwing yeah. out Mike's name. And I couldn't tell if the Mike name was you just throwing a name that you didn't think was the traitor mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. make some suspicions happen. So who were you thinking was the traitor during that time? Yeah, when I left, I was very convinced. I It was down in my brain to a group of four. I knew the two traders were in the group of Mary, Mickey, Mike, Koozie. Mary, Mickey, Mike, Koozie. I, I didn't know for sure who they were. But it was in that group. It had to be all the information, all my observations. I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Mary, I was really pretty strong that she was a traitor. And that really hurt me. That was a very bad reading. You see at this final roundtable, people are piling on Mary. I'm like, no, she's a faithful. Leave her alone. <laughs> in my brain, I think she's a traitor. I just want to save her. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And we can even take a step back. The one true, like, absolutely stone code read, I would have bet most of my money on that was Melissa B., um, it would have been interesting if I would have tried to keep her around and, and play as the trader's pet, but I kind of wanted that moment on the show. I wanted the read to be right. I wanted the moment, the, the big moment at the round table. You know what I mean? My days were numbered. I really wanted to get a trader out, even though I think in hindsight, it could have been really a high level play to just befriend her, even go to her and be like, Melissa, I know you're a trader, but like, I'm not going to tell anybody and let's go far together. That would be amazing, right? What a, what a great play that would have been. She texts me all the time, Melissa B. Why didn't you work with me? She texts me all the time. <laughs> uh, Melissa B's so fun. She was, she was so great. Um, yeah, absolutely. You can't, it's like, you need to find the traders and kind of just like ride with them. Absolutely. Because they're the ones with the superpowers, you know? Yeah, I think with Melissa B, I wonder if it would have been almost too hard to stop that momentum because it did mm. feel like a couple of other people also had that read. Uh, but I mean, speaking of stopping some momentum, I know it happened a week earlier than you were anticipating. Yes. But at first, we saw you and Fierce being a pretty close duo on the show. And then all of a sudden, a week earlier than you had uh, potentially planned, she ends up getting voted out at the round table. What happened there? How much did that hurt your game? Very bad. That, very bad. And I talked to Fierce after the show. I don't think Fierce is gonna, interested in ever talking to me again from this point on. But maybe <laughs> I'll keep my I'll keep my doors open. But we, me and Fierce were really close. They didn't really show this dynamic on the show. Me, Gerline, and Fierce were just so tight. We made each other laugh so much. We were always hanging out with each other. It's such a stressful environment. Whenever we could hang out and like poke fun at each other, like we were kind of a trio. To the point where other people were like, they started calling us a click. They're like, you guys are a click or whatever. And it, and it really scared me. So part of the, the decision to get rid of Fierce is like, we were a really tight trio. And I felt like they were going to come after us at some point, And it was going to be me to take that fall. That was just a piece of it. It really came down to this Rick vote. So I don't mind voting out faithfuls. That's fine. But I really had an emotional bond with Rick. I really liked him. And the way he went out just didn't sit well with me. People didn't really let him talk. Uh, he kind of got, you know, ganged up on in this way that just like, oh man, for some reason it hit an emotional chord with me. And then after I was kind of like expecting fears to be like, yeah, my bad, my bad, you guys, not for a second. Was there any second of remorse in any part? And that's fine as well. That's just fierce. But then also the way fierce came at me in breakfast was just really shocking. And like, I get it. Fierce is going to play it for the cameras. So even at this point, I'm still willing to work with Fierce. But the 
the last nail in the coffin that hurt our relationship was fierce was yelling at me in the show. Like, okay. And I'm just like, this is fierce playing up fierce's role. But then there's these quiet moments in between the show where you're eating breakfast together, where you're walking down a hallway in those moments. I went to fierce, tried to get a hug, make eye contact, you know, like give some sort of confirmation that we're still on the same page. And Fierce Stone Cold didn't even look at me, wouldn't touch me, wouldn't hug me. I was like, oh, like this is unmanageable. It's at a point where like Fierce is really upset. How could I how could I have this relationship deep in the game? Gurleen was also on board. And then, yeah, we missed it by uh, we missed it by a week. But all of that led into us saying, like, I think we have to get rid of Fierce. And it really it really hurt my game. We lost a number. I wish, you know, for both me and Fierce, look, look what happened. Our relationship crumbled and we're out back to back. Like it was, bo- it was brutal for both of us. Yeah. And Jeffy love, felt like, Fierce. yeah, no. And that's the <laughs> thing the connection you two had, we, oh. from the beginning, we were like, let them both make it as far as they can, please. And yeah. thank you. And then <laughs> yeah. the petty war happened. I was like, this is entertaining. And then when you said, let's hold off this week, I was like, bless, give us one more week. We'll take it. Yeah. And then it didn't happen, which is unfortunate. That was so shocking because apparently that whole side of the table, they didn't even talk about it. They just kind of independently flipped like they based on the round table, which was so <laughs> surprising to me. That is where my game started slipping. I vote for Trevon. Everybody votes for Fierce. Um, and that was, that was about night four. And I started getting exhausted. I actually freaked out after the round table and I was like, I need to go outside. I really was kind of crumbling. Um, I was really struggling that, that is, if I had to pinpoint one moment where my game started to fall apart, it was fierce leaving me being out of the vote and just mentally being so exhausted. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I played a lot of reality TV. I played a lot of reality TV. Mm-hmm. I played with probably 50 different players. I have ne- never met someone who loves the camera more than Miss Fierce Alicious. <laughs> in this aggressive way, like Miss Fierce Alicious went for maximum camera time in every single second. I loved, I loved uh, her energy. Like we were really close. I, I, I honestly hope down the line we can laugh about it. Right now, post show, it does look like the relationship uh is probably done for but i don't know I, I i'm open and receptive but one last question for you kevin oh only one more we can't do more i want to do more i want to stay here for the next three hours let's, um, let's go overtime let's do overtime. <laughs> all right well let, okay so kareen calls you up bring mm. bring kevin season two we want a couple people to come back again you're one of them are you yesing or are you knowing? Oh, dude. Right now, I'm knowing. I, I'm just like, I'm really good, man. I got everything I needed. I feel such peace in my heart. Mm-hmm. The, the one phone call that would perk up my ears is the next tier. There's the God tier, I call it. There's the God tier reality to television. Dan Giesling, Derek, Will Kirby, Sari Fields, the big boys, the big players, the big girls. Let me go play with them one time. They might get me out right away, but who knows? Like if that level of phone call and international competition for a lot of money with the most famous reality TV people have ever, and they slided me in there, I, I would answer that call and I'd be really pumped. But to be honest, I think I'm, uh, I'm good with Canadian reality television. What else do I have to prove? I got to win. I play good. I play bad. I had showmances. I had flirtmances. I, I just was like, I just don't, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. But. Mm. If one of those phone calls come in, I, I will answer for the 
the God tier is what I call it. I yeah. did see there's a new, there's a poker show you're involved with that I'm pumped yes. about. Yes, there is. This one we shot a long time ago. That was big money, half a million USD. So Damn. yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a big one. I'm really excited for that to come out a couple of weeks away, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, look, Kevin, you might have gotten all you need, but I don't think that we have. So I'm very much hoping to see you back in the future, whether that be a BB can US versus Canada, whatever it may be. Okay. Uh, excited for whatever the next show. Is. I appreciate that, Scally. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, again, I've been pushing people to your coverage. You guys like uh, a lot of people watch this show and they you guys are a couple levels deeper on the strategy and I've really enjoyed you breaking it down. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I have a, one question for you guys. Please. Who, you know, who, who, who's the, the favorite right now, the rest of the way, would you say if you had to place a little bet? Who do you think, uh, who, who do you think has a good chance to win the money? I mean, I don't wait for me to answer first. You go I'm ahead. of two, I'm of two minds. Look, I think that I'm looking on the trader side. I think that we talked a lot about last night, how there are times in which like Kuzi will say something. And I was like, mm, that would have probably flagged my attention. But for some reason, she has such a way with everyone else that I think yeah. that she's playing a really, really strong game. But I'm also looking at someone who I think was a little bit hidden in the edit and uh, worked closely with you. I think Gurleen really could take uh, the, you know, the like the rest of the faithfuls and maybe make something happen. Totally. They they only show glimpses of mine and Gurleen's relationship. I saw this girl early on and I was like, this girl's so smart, so under the radar, the way she, the way she talked to people. And I just, I went to her right away. I was like, let's go to the end together. And uh, I was cheering emotionally for Leroy and Gurleen when I left. I was like, obviously Koozie as well, but her vote, her voting mail kind of hurt me as well. But, oh man, it was, it was, it was sad to go, but like, I left the game at this time where I was like, you know, what? it's it's okay. It's okay. There's a lot of good players left. I, I'm really excited to see what happens as well. I know what happens. I've been told it should be an amazing, amazing second half of the season. Excited to see it play out and, and to just not seem like I copped out. I think we'll find out who's going to win it all next week. I think this, if, oh. this, if this is truly a Mike V. Cousy standoff episode, whoever comes out of that on top, I think we'll have the legway from the trader side if yeah. the faithfuls are to take the cake i do think it's the duo of leroy and gurleen that are left on the board that'll probably make that happen especially with the information that it seemed like melissa a parts with with leroy which by the way i don't know if you watched the episode last night kevin we think we think the melissa is going to be the one murdered so we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll see That's um right. oh i have also one question yes. am i the first person to ever be banished with the shield like no Oh, uh, that's happened. happened. It has happened, has happened before. Yeah. That's so brutal. Fucking so Tough. brutal. I finally get the shield and I don't even get to go to bed with it. I'm like, <laughs> that was so devastating. You see on the episode, I was like, I'm never getting banished. I have the shield. I'm like, this is my ticket to the end of the game. And oh, it's so embarrassing. But uh, whatever. Sometimes I mean, you, you play as aggressive as I do and you talk as much shit in the DR as I do. Like, you're going to look like an idiot sometimes. Listen, all I'm saying is, I don't know if you want to go to bed with it when it was in Mickey's foot for like a whole night. So maybe you're fine. <laughs> maybe it all worked out the way it should have. Uh, that's great. Well, we appreciate you so much, Kevin. Thanks for giving us your time and then some. Uh, we look forward to talking to you in the future. Maybe we we dive a little deeper. Who knows if you're willing, if we can, if totally the line. I have a whole book of notes here. Um, also, do you know what's really cool? I had uh, access to a... Uh, photography device in the you know obviously no cell phone connection i played the game very honestly very securely but i did have a video recording device in my hotel room 
And every time I went to bed, I recorded my live in-person thoughts. So I have about 20 minutes of content during the game of me breaking it down in my head. I think we should look into that together in a deep dive. That would be really fun. Ooh, that would be really up. interesting. Extremely yeah. down. We will be there. Yeah. yeah. Post show, hour and a half, two hours. We go through every single little bit Perfect. of the game for the fans. That would be really cool. Done. Done and dusted. Count us in. We'll see you at the season's end. Kevin, awesome. thank you so thank much. Thank you guys. Cheers. Appreciate you. Take care. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Traders Wrap Up podcast. Boy, do we have a surprise for you. You were missing an exit interview last week. You were upset. You asked us plenty. When are we going to get the Fierce exit interview? Well, myself and Scally are here to talk with the lovely Fierce. Fierce, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you? Doing great now that we're getting to talk to you. We're so excited for this, aren't we, Scally? Very much so. Been looking forward to it all season. Been very excited. Yeah, so, uh, you know, now that we finally get to complete our set of interviews, uh, very excited, but fierce. I guess we should probably go all the way back to the beginning on this. Now, coming in here, had you watched any of the other traders? Like, how did you get involved with this? Um, okay, so, like, I remember, like, I tweeted, like, a while ago. I was like, what show should I do, like, next? And then someone was, like, the traders, and I kind of, like, looked into it. And I was like, okay, this is, like, interesting. Oh, sorry, I just choked. Then, um... They reached out to me and they're like, would you be interested in doing this show? And then I looked at it and I was like, oh wait, yeah, this is the show I was looking at before. Like, it looks really cool. And then I watched all the franchises, all the different versions. And I was like, okay, this is the show for me. Like, I got sabotage on Canada's Drag Race so hard. So like, who better to do the sabotaging than someone who's been sabotaged, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that leads me to the next question. So it sounds to me like you were jonesing for that traitor's role. How did you feel I when it didn't happen? Be- a trader so bad it's not even funny and like every single one of my moves on the show i was doing because i wanted to become a trader <laughs> i was fighting and i fought a little too hard and then i got rid of oh yeah it was tough i thought that would have been such a fun role to see you in as soon as the cast was announced it was like number one pick i want pierce as a trader would be super fun and now i know you did talk about online though that you said now that you were a faithful, you basically were going to try to be a little messy so that you wouldn't get yeah. murdered at night. I mean, that, that, was my, that was my whole strategy. I was like, okay, like, how am I going to protect myself from getting murdered? I need to be messy. So, like, there's, like, heat on me, and then the traders will keep me around because, like, first of all, it'll deflect from them. Second of all, people might be suspicious of me. But also, my social game was so good in that house. Like, I had a good relationship with, like, every single person in the house. So I knew that I would never get banished honestly like that was never on my mind even the day i got banished i was like yeah i'm not worried about getting banned in my confession i was like i'm not worried about getting banished today (laughs) yeah i think it takes a certain level of uh finesse to be messy and have good social game to survive that long because i I will say you provided a lot of mess on the show which was a good time i survived like four whole weeks without my name getting brought up one nobody even thought i was a trainer they're like they're like, Fierce is too messy to like actually be a traitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that was what like really stood out to me about your roundtable. And I don't know if this was maybe different in person, but I did not watch that and think, oh, Fierce is going home. Fierce is in danger. So when in person in that moment, did you think that it was coming your way or was that a surprise? Yeah, it was a complete blindside the whole day. Like nobody was talking about me the whole day. Nobody was throwing my name. But the moment I knew I was going home was once the shield got brought up and everybody went around the table and said they didn't have the shield. 
And then I was like, I just like my heart sang and I was like, I'm going home. Like, they're going to think I have a shield. Oh, so, yeah. Who did you think was going home that night? I say everybody, everyone thought Trevon <laughs> was going home. But then Trevon showed up at the round table and literally gave up. So everyone was like, Trevon's not the traitor. Even I switched my vote to like May. And I was like, yeah, I don't think Trevon is a traitor either. Like he literally just gave up. But I was there yeah. to fight, and I said, mm-hmm. "Fought to the hair, but it's fought the and they me out of the manor." <laughs> I was surprised to see your vote switch to May there. Um, I was wondering because it did seem like you guys had aligned at certain points, maybe against like a Rick and uh, at other points. So, who were you working with pretty closely in this game? So, I mean, it came up in the episode, but like I had a fierce four alliance with Gerline, Kevin, and Kuzi, and we were in the alliance from like day one, or like day one. We kind of like came together but then day two was like when we were like actually like fully in alliance like fully working together every single day a lot of that got like cut out like you don't see like me and girlie being me and girlie and like who's were holding hands every single day like running around the manor just like giggling and i was really close with kevin as well which you saw but yeah i don't know i got cut out (laughs) yeah no it was super fun to watch you uh all season now we did just mention rick what was it about rick that had you so sure that he was a traitor Okay, I was so convinced Rick was a traitor because, so, the first, okay, wait, I have to go back, like, three days. Sure. <laughs> Please <laughs> do. <laughs> okay, this is going to go on off on a little bit of a tangent, but we're going to get back to Rick. Okay, so, day one. Um, day one, before we had all, like, found out who the traitors were, Crystal comes up to me, she's like, I think Colin is the traitor and I think he's lying about being a bus driver. Then the next day, Crystal changes her mind all of a sudden. And this is the day after the, the, the traitors have met, mind you. So Crystal all of a sudden is like, oh no, it's not Colin. It's Melby. And I'm like, Crystal's a traitor. Why? Like she met. Also, I thought Colin was a traitor as well because I noticed his reaction that, like at the round table. He was not looking around at everyone. His like eyes were down. A lot of people picked up on that. I didn't see Mel B's reaction because we were sitting on the same side. So I couldn't like look at her. Um, but yeah, I was convinced it was Colin. And then all of a sudden, Crystal deflecting from Colin. So I was like, oh my God, Crystal might be the traitor. And then that day she was like, everyone's like, everyone. No. So that day everybody was saying Colin's name. They're like, we're voting for Colin, Colin, Colin. But she's like, everyone's saying it's Mel B. And I was like, no, it's not Melby. And then she's like, you need to be careful. The traitors are Melby, Kevin, and Kuzi. And then I went right to Kuzi. And I was like, I was like, that's what Crystal just told me. Um, I was like, I think she's a traitor. Next day, calling it, no, sorry, that day calling it Spanish, she's not the traitor. Next day we come for Mel B. And then that day, I'm sitting with Rick. And I was like, okay, we're um, so at breakfast, me and Kevin were sitting down and we're like, okay. We have to look at Mel B. When she walks in, we saw that her reaction was like, you know, very over the top. She was like, oh, I'm, I'm the last one in. What? So knew she was a traitor immediately. Then I went to Rick and I was like, hey, we're all voting for, I rallied the troops. I was like, we're voting out Mel B today. And he's like, no, we're voting out. She's not the traitor. It's Dom. And I'm like, no, it's not. Dom is just like dumb, but like, he's not a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> And then when he was doing that, I was like, why is Rick trying so hard to deflect onto Dom? 
when everybody wants to vote for Mel B. So then I told Rick, I was like, you are on my radar right now, but I'm not going to come for you unless we get Mel B up tonight and she's, she's actually a traitor. And then we did that night and she was a traitor. So I came for Rick. And I had this conversation with Rick. He's like, I never told you that Dom was a traitor. I'm like, yes, you did, honey. I am very young and youthful. I still have my memory. Thank you. <laughs> so now after... We do lose Mel. I'm going to answer for like, sorry. We love it. We're happy. (laughs) (laughs) We would have interjected. I was entertained. Um, But so uh, once we do lose Mel B, then we end up losing Rick the next round. And that's where we see that Kevin does not end up voting with you on that Rick vote. And you Mm -hmm. were not a big fan of that. You walk us through why that was such a big issue. Yeah. So I was mad at Kevin for switching his vote. The reason I was mad at Kevin was because from you kind of saw it in the episode from day one, me and Kevin made an alliance. Kevin was like, we're going to go all the way to the end together. Then he was also going around the rest of the manor telling everyone the same thing. I didn't know that. But I genuinely believe that Kevin and I were like very close, that we had a very close alliance, that we would be working all the way, that he trusted me and that he, like, he would listen to me. And if he had come up to me and told me that, oh, I'm having doubts about Rick. Like, I want to change my vote. Um, I would have been fine with that. Like, Crystal, earlier that day, like, I was, t- I was telling her we're voting for Rick. And she's like, I don't know. I had my doubts. She switched her vote. I was mad about that. But then Kevin, switching his vote, and I saw him that whole day. He was going around talking to every single person except for me. I'm like, Kevin does not trust me. I'm not actually his number one in this competition. He's just there with my face. He's using me in this game. And I'm not having any of it, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be a pawn in your game. So that night, after, after the vote, I was so mad. I, like, did not sleep the whole night because I was, like, like livid. I was, like, infuriated by Kevin. I was just sitting in my bed, like, restless. I woke up, pissed, walk into breakfast, and, like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, like, walk in and act like everything's okay. I just, like, and I didn't even say anything at first. I just walked in mad because I was, and I sat down. And everyone asked me, why are you mad? And I said, I hate Kevin. Because I did. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't mad because he switched his vote. Like, it's just the fact that mm-hmm. he was, I felt like he was using me in the game. Yeah. And I think that's a fair read. I mean, uh, in terms of, like, could there have been any, like, work to repair that relationship in the game? Uh, and, like, could Kevin have done something differently moving forward? Because, like, yeah, Kevin's a game. I think it's a fair read that he is going to be. Do you want to know why Kevin? Do you want to know why Kevin made that whole plan to get rid of me? It was because I didn't hug him. The little baby got upset that he didn't get a hug, so we made a little plan with Gurleen to get me out of the house. Where's my hug? Really takes a whole new meaning here. <laughs> After that roundtable, I was like so mad. I was like, Kevin, don't even talk to me. Don't even look at me. And I didn't hug him. He tried to hug me, and I was like, stay away from me. And he was pissed the next day. <laughs> yeah, because we did see the two of you talk after breakfast, and he was trying to reconcile with you. That this is where you tell us that you're feel like you're a pawn in Kevin's game, and nothing can change that. Was there anything in that conversation that made you feel like, nah, Kevin's like this is the Kevin I know, or no, was honestly, it just like, like so? It was edited really weirdly because after that conversation, me and Kevin are fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like me and Kevin were fine. We were fine up until we got to the mission. And then Kevin got really mad at me because I won the goal. Like, I'm sorry you were bad in the mission when you thought you were going to be a little genius. But I won the goal and I was like really happy to win the goal. So I was like, Woo, I won the goal. 
And he said I was rubbing in his face, which I was not like Kevin, I was not minding you. Like I was just happy to win. You would have been happy as well if you had won, but unfortunately you got zero for three. So you don't know what it's like to win. Mm, so I mean, where do we <laughs> he did win big brother but like irrelevant <laughs> <laughs> so where do we stand with kevin today what's the status of that um i don't really care for him i'm sorry like i don't i don't, once we got back from the show we made up we were fine he 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 uh, avoided the truth he didn't tell me about his whole plan that he was planning to get me kicked out of the house i had no idea about that until other people came home and filled me in um and then when i brought that up with him we got another fight over that then we've been fine for a bit um and yeah after the last few weeks um just seeing the way that he's like talked about me on tv it just like really infuriated me i just think he's a little bit narcissistic and very full of himself which like i am too to like some extent but i don't bring like my friends down in the process you know i never said anything bad about kevin on the show he pissed me off so much in the last episode when the the mission where we were flying the planes when he's like fierce why are you talking so much like but you don't even know what the puzzle looks like actually i didn't know what the puzzle looked like because i was cheating i was looking at the <laughs> other team and looking at their puzzle i knew exactly what the puzzle looked like and if you look at the aerial shots you can see that i was correct the puzzle was wrong but kevin has to always be right so he have to he has to just go and badmouth me in his interview also, we even took my my strategy of cheating for the next round. So Kevin knew I was doing that. But still, just because we lost one round, he got so butthurt over it. Um, he had to, like, talk all this nonsense about me. And then hearing him in the last episode, too, I was like, okay, I need to, like, I've had enough of my Kevin. Can't deal with this anymore. I mean, my good friend, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll see you on Twitter. <laughs> I got you. So... Fierce, let's say you don't get voted out that night, and by some yeah. miracle, they decide to actually recruit. You get recruited finally as a traitor. Who's your first target for murder there? Kevin. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. I wasn't sure. <laughs> but also, it would have been, like, really smart because, like, so at that point, me and Kevin had made up. Like, going into the roundtable, we were fine. We were friends. But little did I know he was plotting behind my back with Gurleen to get rid of me. But I thought we were fine. Also, Kevin came up to me before the roundtable and I was like, just so you know, I'm going to throw some heat on you at the roundtable, but I'm doing it to protect you. Because if you have heat on you, and I was like, I was like, you know what, Kevin? You're right. I'm fine with that. Go ahead. Go crazy. So we were good going to the roundtable. We were fine. And then the next day, had I been recruited, um, I would have murdered Kevin because nobody would have suspected that I would come for him because I like we were friends at that point, you know? Yeah. I have I one last <laughs> I have one last question, Fierce. This is my final question. Okay. Who's Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to figure that out for myself. <laughs> oh my god, that moment was so funny. Like, okay, so I we always called him Magic Mike mm. the entire time. So when they said Mike, I was like. I literally sat there, like, they cut it down so short because I was sitting there for, like, a whole minute. I was like, not Mickey. Like, who's Mike? And then they are like, the magician. I was like, oh, magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to sneak in, actually, one last question of my own. Yes, I do want to know. Now, uh, which host has the better looks? Kareem or Brooklyn? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're setting me up here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, sorry, Kareem, but I have to say Brooklyn. But only because, like, Brooklyn's, like, a drag queen, you know? She's, like, she's always like, going to be, like, so, so much more extravagant. But Kareem definitely has the best looks of any host in the Traders franchise. There we go. I think I'd co-sign that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Other than me. Of course, of course, <laughs> naturally. Without saying. I we can't say how happy we are that we were able to get a chance to talk to you. Your energy is unmatched, and hopefully, we see you back on TV sooner rather than later. Okay. I right, thank you so much for your time. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.